From the University of Utah, you're listening to Loco for Local, a KU radio production where we talk with local artists, venues, and visionaries about the state of music across the Wasatch Front. Today's guest is Zahara Ali, the founder of Utah's own Soak City Studios. Zahara formed Soak City with the goal of expounding the Salt Lake City and Utah music scene to the world stage, and it's made some incredible progress since its inception last year. Even in the pandemic, Zahara has created an intimate network of musicians, visual artists, audio technicians, and visionaries who have performed virtual and distance events across the city to critical acclaim. Zahara's creation of a music and performance culture during the pandemic has been astounding. Stoke City isn't a label per se, Zahara describes it as a collective, and after spending time with her collective, it's obvious that it is a community of self-starters and visionaries with a remarkable drive to get their name out there. And as always, I'm sure you'll hear better from the guest herself. From the University of Utah, this is Loco for Local. Today we are joined with Zahara Ali. Zahara, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. So usually on the show, we have musical artists or people who are involved with venues. However, you are a little unique. Can you tell me a little bit about what it is exactly that you do? So I run a sort of entertainment industry, um, entertainment business. It's really open-ended. It's not a record label, which is what a lot of people think it is. It's more of like a record label resource type deal or a collective in, called Soak City, in which our goal is to be a platform for local artists, specifically in Utah, since there isn't really much music, much of a music scene here in Utah, just serving as a platform to really help artists collaborate with each other and to bring their sound out there, to bring their music out there, and to really, really bring back the hype here in Utah. How did you originally get started with this idea of Soak City? So I started it with my friend during the pandemic, actually. Um, He's a producer. His name is Hota. And he worked with a record label that he, from what I remember, didn't really like it. And we were just talking about the music scene here in Utah. And I just remember saying something along the lines of, man, I really wish there was something here in Utah to not only help artists like you, but just bring in music here. Like, what's a cool artist from Utah? You know, you'd ask someone and they'd say Post Malone, but Post Malone's not from Utah, which is the biggest issue. So we just decided that, hey, maybe if this is not happening, what if we started ourselves? It was kind of like a crazy idea that was like almost a joke at first and then it actually became a real thing when we started telling um, a couple of our friends and then we got uh, my best friend Lennox making our logo for us. We had the team get together and decide the name Soaked City and we had an artist on board, we had a producer on board and then it just happened and now it's a thing and I really like it so um, I'm having a really great time at it, Um, especially learning the music industry as well. I do believe like as a founder of it, learning the music scene and learning how to promote, how to create content and how to push content is the biggest thing. And that is something that I do enjoy. It's funny how you say it it almost just sort of came together. How how did you get interested in the Salt Lake City music scene at first? Because do you have a musical background or was it really through just your friends and wanting to start something new? So for Salt City, it was mainly just friends and starting something new. Um, I did play the saxophone for seven years, but that was from like end of elementary to early high school. And during that time, I lived in Sudan, which is where I grew up. 
and I played part of a jazz band at an international school that I went to. And that's like the sole music part of me. Um, I ended up dropping the dream mainly because I was told that it's not really a area in which I could, you know, make money in. You know, it's not serious. It's not something I can truly focus in. So I moved to Salt Lake my freshman year of high school and I got involved with the robotics program. And I did choir just for credits. And I liked choir. That was me keeping in touch with my music like music side. And I only took choir for about two years. Um, during that time, like after two years, I just got really, really into just exploring new artists. And I started curating playlists that I'd send to my friends all the time. And I became known as kind of like the music person almost, where I'd always be playing new music or new hype songs that are not common. And I've always had that love for music since especially I've been in music for so long, um, especially when I was younger and it just kind of was ingrained on me. And I do believe that I started gaining this um, leadership entrepreneurial sense as you know, time went on, especially in high school. And then after my first year of college, that really did settle in. I've always been looking for something new to do. And just hearing about this, I thought it was a really cool idea. And then with my friends around me, we just decided to go for it. That's really awesome. I mean, I can tell just from the way that you're talking, you have a lot of passion in this. So you've lived in Salt Lake City since the beginning of high school, and I'm sure you've had a lot of experience, especially over the past while, learning about the music culture and just the culture of it in general. Uh, what do you think are your favorite and least favorite aspects of our city? I think my favorite part of Salt Lake City is just how beautiful it is. I like as I would say non-native, I was born here. I just moved when I was pretty young. But Utah is very, very beautiful. I recently shot a music video these last two weekends and just the scenes from some of the videos, the backdrop was just gorgeous, especially the sunsets as well. And that's, I believe, my favorite part of Salt Lake City. Um, and not only uh, easy streets as well. Just if you're lost, just take three right turns and you're back to where you started. I think my least favorite part is kind of... I guess this is just like on my point, kind of how empty it is almost. Um, I could just be saying that because of pandemic, but in my perspective and from my experience being here for since freshman year of high school, there's really not much to do unless you're like hanging at a friend's house or maybe going to get food. I totally relate to your experience about it feeling sort of empty. And again, that could be to do with the pandemic, but I absolutely think there could be a lot of improvements to the city lifestyle. Do you think that Salt Lake is built to foster a, a music culture or do you think there are things that need to be done to do that? I think anywhere is built to foster a music culture. Utah in particular just has a kind of a weird rap to it where when people think of Utah, it's usually, oh, it's you know, the religious Mormons. The only issue in, I guess, bringing the music scene here in Utah is to rebrand that name. And that's rebranding the name of an entire state is probably one of the hardest things to do. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. And that's probably overambitious for anything. Like just overambitious for me. Sometimes I get overwhelmed. I'm like, wow, am I really, really trying to do that? Because Kind of the goal with this collective um, is to, when people think of Utah, they think of Soak City, really good music artists. Yeah, they have t 
talent there. Like, I want to go there just to see the talent or to run into this famous guy that lives here that's a Utah native. So I, I think that's that'll be kind of the goal of Soak City almost, like, over, like, abroad, just to really change that thought process of what Utah is. I can tell you've got some really big plans for this. And I think that ironically, this is one of the worst times to try and build a new culture here in the city. Um, what's it been like working during the pandemic? I mean, do you have anything that you can relate this to or has it been sort of a, a block that's helped you to be innovative? I think the pandemic has actually helped a lot. Not to mention Soak City was started during the pandemic. Like it's July 7th is like the exact date. I just think like the... I wouldn't necessarily say extra time, but just the feeling of being locked down inspired a lot of people. The only hard part about trying to build this music scene is like working with studio space and also being, you know, conscious of COVID. So with the companies that we are, with the studios, excuse me, that we are partnered with, we do talk about that, like what we expect from COVID. And we make that work as best as we can with, you know, everybody's like COVID leniency while also keeping strict safety and health regulations ourselves. Most of the stuff that we have done um, hasn't been in person since the artists that I do work with do have materials that they need. And if they don't, they usually come to me and I find that material for them and then get them connected with it. And they do have recording spaces in their home. Um, some of them also do make their own beats. It's as hands-off or hands-on as they want us to be. I know that Soak City has done a lot of online events, uh, online shows, and different things like that. What, what's it been like trying to help work and build with artists online? It's a lot harder. I would say artists are really, really into that in-person, let's do this at the studio, let's do this with a mic together so we can bounce off ideas with us, with each other. Uh, a really great tool or a really great tool to use has been Discord. Discord is just super easy to connect with people and also really easy to hop on a voice call and, you know, even record through Discord as well. I guess the biggest thing is just getting that response time, which I could say can be done for like a lot of people. Like you can text somebody at 8 a.m. and they won't respond until like 4 p.m. three days later. But that's just people, you know. Um, without that face-to-face -face interactions, I do believe things do move a little slower, mainly because you're always just waiting for the other person to respond to your question or they haven't seen your message or they didn't get your message more so. And then it's just oh no, like maybe I should follow up with it and also try not to be like a little too overbearing, you know, like not sending back-to-back -back messages, just irritating them, which would be a lot easier transaction if it was in person, you know? Absolutely. I, I think it's been remarkably difficult to try and work in teams, especially. How does Soak City try to uh, foster collaboration during this time? So we do try to include everybody in what's going on. Um, especially music-wise. With collaboration, usually artists, I, I, am, I do manage artists. Um, I manage two mu musical, no, three musical artists. And with their work, they kind of send me their beats and they kind of send me open verses. And with that, I can connect them with someone. I'm like, hey, like this person actually has a really good voice. I think they match the style. 
here's connecting you two together. Like you guys should collaborate on this. And I do think it's a good move into making the song not only better, but also something that you had wanted from the jump. And just continuing to reach out to the artists and have the artists reach out to me, that's really fostering collaboration as well as having them know each other. There is a point in time where we had all the artists, you know, meet together and, you know, they got situated, talked with each other, you know, had a good time and then are more open to discuss with each other. So from what I've heard, you've talked a lot about what Soak City does, but let's just clarify that a bit. So I know that you do a little bit of management and you try and bring people together. What exactly is is the main goal of Soak City? Mainly to be a collaborative platform. Um, so I do have experience or I'm gaining experience and I have learned about playlisting and promotion and marketing. And there are people in the team who are videographers as well. We have videographers, video editors, we have graphic designers. It's just a whole like group of people that are just wanting to do work together. And that's part of the platform aspect where there's a bunch of different creative talent thrown together. So all the resources that you do need are right there in front of you. And if it's not right there in front of you, you have someone that you can contact that will do whatever they can to get that resource for you. So it's kind of like that merge between a platform, like a collaborative platform and a collective. I think it's incredible what you're trying to build. And I think there's absolutely a necessity for it here in the city. Um, And I imagine it just it takes a lot of your time. Um, I know that you're also a student at the University of Utah studying electrical engineering. So what's the process been like of trying to help manage your personal life and your academic career and being a young entrepreneur? This semester has been, I I wouldn't say easy, but it's been more manageable, mainly because all of my classes are asynchronous, meaning like I don't have to show up to any class so long as I hand in an assignment every night. For this one class or maybe three classes, Wednesdays are the busiest for me. It's like, I think I have eight assignments due that night every single week. And just being able to allocate like the first two days of my week, including the Sundays as well, like allocate Sunday, Mondays to just purely homework that I can just knock out within the first two, three days and then have the rest of my days to just do what I want to work on. And my nights to rest. It gives me time to rest as well um, and just do what I want to do. And that has been really like easy for me to do, mainly because of that asynchronous classes. What do you think has been the hardest part of trying to be an entrepreneur in this time? And what do you think is the hardest part of being an entrepreneur in general? The hardest part of being an entrepreneur at this time right now is mainly just meeting people that you can bounce ideas off of because there has been communities like places that you can just walk into and just you know meet people like entrepreneurship or like community gatherings aimed towards entrepreneurs i do know that there's this place called the shops at slc that's being built and they are working on making like a co-working space that's similar to the idea of lasan actually no like one of the lasan uh, I think founders and one of Lasan built like someone that was really, really like involved in Lasan at the U is like working with them into making that space just open to the general public. So I've actually 
been a part of this community called Start. And Start has been on it, on trying to keep the entrepreneurial community spirit going online as well. And that has been from like every Friday, there's like a Start clubhouse meeting where artists or creatives or entrepreneurs, even investors and company owners and startups just come in and just talk, like get to know each other, get to talk about each other, which has been really helpful, mainly because it's has like that one community part has been just like cut off because of COVID. The hardest part about being an entrepreneur in in general is just drive. Like entrepreneurs are self-driven. Like you need to make your own reason to keep going, especially to keep being an entrepreneur. And I see where a lot of people can fail at that, where they just try and try and try. And they're just like, I really don't see anything coming. Like I should just stop. Like this is not anything that's benefiting me right now. Um, or, hey, like I've been spending so much time being an entrepreneur that I'm, I'm going broke. I can tell that there are so many difficulties in trying to work in this line of work that you're doing, and especially right now. What do you think's really been keeping you float, keeping you driven and passionate during this time? I would say the music itself and the people that I have been fortunate to meet. I like making music too. I like listening to new music, especially things that are unreleased. I like supporting local artists too. So just being the person that people come up to and they're like, hey, this is a track that nobody has listened to before. I would actually really like your feedback. Just really makes me happy. It makes me so excited too because it's always like a different flavor every single time. I've I've gotten from rock to EDM to like trap, rap, hip hop, all the way to like folklore and indie and country. Like just so many people just want feedback. Like they want people to tell them, hey, what can I do better? Uh, Like ask people like, hey, what can I do better? And have those people be like, oh, yeah, like this part is really good. Maybe you should keep this part going. Like maybe your flow is faltering or you're a little too quiet here or the mix could be a little better. Hey, I know this person that could probably mix this like a lot better for you. Let me put in a good word for you. I, I can tell just from the way that you're talking that there's so much passion in this. Um, and, and I think that that is one of the greatest things of our music scene is that it's relatively small, but there's so much passion in it. And there's so many people there who is. really love communicating and collaborating. Um, so moving forward into the future, w- what do you really want Soak City to become? And what are your main goals for the future? In the future, I do want Soak City to be an open-ended collaborative, mainly as like we're reachable if that makes sense because i have seen a lot of like co-ops or co-working like communities for artists that get too big and then just like become unreachable and that's not really what i want to do especially with like the name soak city where any like almost any artist that does engage and does like reach out to us will reach somebody Like they will be able to talk to somebody. They will get the feedback that they are looking for from Soak City representatives or from Soak City members as well. And this is really focusing also on Utah as well, uh, bringing in the Utah Salt Lake music scene. And that's from 
not only yeah like not only salt lake but just utah abroad so like people in ogden or provo or eagle mountain or wherever else i don't know all the city names yet but just wherever we can find musicians um a while back i was in contact with a producer and artist from logan utah that was really interested in working was really interested in just being a part of the community and we've just been working together getting the feedback that he wants to hear i've been helping him out as much as i can and just being that collaborative that i want to be like overall where if people do reach out to us like they will get a response to what extent do you feel like you really know what you're doing and you have a clear view of the future? And to what extent do you think you're really just kind of shooting in the dark and hoping that it lands? I would believe that I know where I want to be and I essentially know the path I need to take as well. Meaning at some points, I do believe that maybe I am taking a shot in the dark, but most of the times I'm just like this feels like the right decision. I see how this lines up to what I want to be in the end. So I will go for it. And I do feel like if it's something like you're working on, especially since this is like one of, this is my passion project and I know where I want it to be and I know where I want it to do. Like I know what's best almost. Like I, like I can get feedback from people. I can understand different sides and I can just, make that based off of what my interpretation and my goal of Soak City is. If you could say anything to the people listening, what would you say? I would say, as a newer artist as well, um, I would personally like to talk to newer artists too. It, please do reach out to people and send your stuff. There is no shame in self-plugging as well. And just reaching out to people and just asking and not being afraid of whatever feedback comes. Because overall, you do want to be a better musician than when you started. You always want to grow. So in order to grow, like you need to talk to other people. Like you need to collaborate with other people and you need to just send it and like post it somewhere or release it somewhere and get the feedback that you want to get. And I know that it's scary. It's scary to me. Um, and it's scary to some people that I do know as well. But just asking, 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 and then just swallowing that fear and then going for it. From the University of Utah, you've been listening to Loco for Local. If Soak City sounds right for you, they're actually looking to take on more artists this year. Check the link in this episode's description to apply and to connect with Sahara. I'm Luke Davies. Thanks for listening.